Regardless of how you want your life to look like, our universal desire is to live a life of fulfillment. It's etched in our heart. So maybe somebody wants to design a life where they're like, I just want to be so famous, right? That's good. Whatever for, but if you want to be famous because you want it for yourself and not actually so that it can bring value to the world, it won't fulfill you. The motivation matters because ultimately we all want a life that makes us feel alive. And I think we all deserve that. We were made for it, Danielle. Yes. You were made to feel alive. And what that looks like, it doesn't mean that you don't have hardship. It's that you're able to see your hardship even as a source of life. You can harvest wisdom from it. Yeah. And that is what we need to train women is that we need more life in women's lives. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. Today, I'm so pumped for the special guest that we have. Her name is January Donovan, and she is just a firecracker, honestly. I was stalking your Instagram before, and I was like, oh my gosh, this woman like speaks with so much conviction, confidence, and I love just your heart and your passion to empower women. I mean, we definitely share that passion, and I feel like there's not enough. We need more women that are empowering other people, and I I mean, I can't wait to hear your story because you being a mom of eight and a wife full-time and then just a full-time business owner, I just feel like you have so much value to bring to the table. So thank you for being a guest on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. This is my passion. I, I train women for a living. I do it because I need it most. And so I get to really have, I get to have this dream life, dream job being with women. So I'm so grateful. So thank you. I would love to just start from the beginning. I mean, have you always had that entrepreneurial spirit or when did that start? Where were you before you, you know, grew this multi-million dollar business and had this just on fire confidence and passion for women? Like what was your life like before? So I would say that, you know, in my earlier years, I came as an immigrant and I think along came that was a lot of self-doubt. And I spent most of my high school years, in some ways from the outside, pretty good, beautiful life. But I think in the inside, there was just an emptiness inside of me that I don't think I had really language for. Uh, By the end of my high school, um, I would say years, I just, I think the world is disgusted with who I was. And I didn't. I didn't know why. I just felt like I wanted quality friends. I wanted a wholesome life, but I just had no idea where or how to even get that. And so I think I even spent my last senior year in college. I pulled away from all my friends. I felt like I cried every day and I didn't know why. My freshman year in college, I my first month, I met a mentor named Elena and I, it was probably my first month and she met with all the other women there to mentor. And, and when I met her, she said, January, let's design you. And I remember laughing and thinking, well, 
you don't have a choice. Like you are what you are. And so I met with her for the first three and a half years of my college years. And honestly, Danielle, it changed, I would say, not just this life, but I think my eternal life because I feel like we met every single month. She trained me with mindset and skill set that I didn't realize I needed. You know, my first homework was to make my bed so that I was felt accomplished before I went to the bathroom. And I had to get up and, and plan and pray and meditate first thing in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. And then I had to get rid of comparison and competition. That was my homework. And that was like every single month. So it changed the quality of my life. And so what I did, I, I started sort of sharing the things I'd learned to, to other women. And it led me to a point where I started training women because I believed in it so much. I felt like my life was transformed in, in the sense that I felt whole. I think there was just the joy and the peace. It's not like I had everything. It, it's just that my life was rich with meaning. And so that's what I wanted to give back. And so I spent first 15 years of my life training women for free. I trained them in mindset, very practical because I felt like there was nothing available for you know, for women that was practical. Like if you wanted to live, if you want to have quality friendship, do you know how to have conversation? Do you know how to say no? Do you know standards of friendship? Do you know what kind of friendship you want? Some of the most basic things that we don't go to school for, but we suffer for. Yes. And I trained women for free for 15 years. And what I learned in that time was that when women don't pay, they don't pay attention. So what I find is that women would dabble into their training, you know, and I always feel like you don't become an Olympian by reading your way or going to, you know, a little bit of reading here and maybe going to, maybe I'll train on Friday. You do it as a lifestyle. And so four years ago, my husband, or many moons ago, my husband said, Junior, do you want to reach thousands or millions of women? And obviously I said millions. And he said, well, you need to build a business. And I'm a, I was at that point, a mom of four under four, like, the idea of business was so foreign to me and, and honestly, precisely because my mom was in business and I wanted nothing to do with a life that was in business. But what brought me to business was my passion to serve women. And really, it was a matter of thousands or millions of women. And so I spent so much of almost the last 10 years studying marketing and business. I mean, it's laughable because I always say I'm a teacher. <laughs> business is like my cross because I just want to teach. That's what I am. And But if I were to teach in a way where we can reach, then there has to be an infrastructure behind it. And I kind of come full circle now where I realize the importance of having our own time, having our own schedule and building a business that doesn't compromise our children, our marriage, our family. So to me, I'm sort of on the other side of the spectrum where women need training to design a beautiful and meaningful for life. And it's never one and done. We have to train our mind, our body, our spirits. And I think that's why the women's school, I think, has grown you know, in 40 countries in really just under three years, because there isn't anything that trains women on practical skills to actually help us achieve the life that we want. Right. Is think about it. Women today, when I ask women, what life do you want? It's almost like, well, does that even matter January? You know, the kind of relationship you want, the kind of career you want, the kind of friendship, the kind of body, the kind of, you know, self-image. We assume we have no choice, but we do because skills give us choices. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that you started with, this is something that I would never do. And, you know, you had, a, of course, I feel like whenever you have a passion for something, you go on your own personal journey with it. And that's where that passion and that fire comes from. And I'm so curious in that beginning stages, because the audience of this of this show, they're people who are trying to get to that next level of themselves. They're trying to figure out who they are, their identity, and they're trying to find this confidence and they're battling with, you know, the person that they were in the past and trying to become this new woman. And so in that beginning stages of when you met your mentor, 
I guess one question is how important is having a mentor in your life or having somebody that can teach you those skills? And then a second part of that question is, you know, you said that your homework was to stop with the comparison and to have this morning routine. What things did you do in those moments that really impacted you and that you would share with that woman? Yeah. So I would say that if I did not have a mentor, I would not be here. And I think I didn't understand it, honestly, the magnitude of what she did for me, but it's like trying to win the Olympic medals without a coach. That's, and this is the Olympics of our lifetime. So to me, when I say women, in order for us to go to the next level, we need a new mindset and we need a skill set. You know, like what I was able to build in my first 18 months, a million dollars, what I'm trying to build right now, I have to look for mentors. I have to expand my mindset and skill sets. So wherever you you are in order for you to go to the next level you don't you risk not getting there if without a mentor that's i mean and, and it's true for if you look at all the business owners that have taken it to a high level you need somebody that's going to take you there just as olympians do so that's number 1 mm-hmm. i think number 2 is that the importance of designing our self image and this is often something that women uh, i would say often 0.000% are women are aware of what it means to design our self-image, meaning that the woman that we are choosing to be, we can design. That's what she did for me. She said, January, you want to be somebody who's peaceful? Let's imagine who that woman is and then let's work backwards with a skill set. So I tell women, wherever you are, you can redesign yourself if you're willing to train up for it. So in the woman's school, we have a formula for confidence. Because a lot of what every woman wants confidence and what they really want is freedom to be fully who they are. That's the the thirst for confidence. It's not like, oh, I just want to be confident. It's because confident women are free to be who they are. So I tell women, if you want confidence, right, where does a confidence come from? A confident speaker comes from competence meaning they've trained how to speak, they've trained how to write, maybe, you know, they've trained how to show up. So it's the same thing with women. If you want to be confident in where you are in your life, what skill that, what skill do you need to build competence so that you can actually achieve that woman that you want to become? Let's say you want to be confident in the way you show up to a man, let's just say. What skill do you need to say, I'm going to design a woman who's uncompromising. I'm going to design a woman who knows how to compliment that significant someone. I'm going to design a woman who doesn't tolerate with toxic language, whatever that is. And then you work backwards and that's how we build sort of confidence. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that wherever you are, you are not stuck as long as you're willing to train up for it. And the fastest way to do it is to get a mentor. I will caution women though, is that not all mentors are equal. And if I were to invite women, if you were going to look for a mentor, find a mentor that knows and understand and can see with eyes of wholeness. What I mean, it means that you can't just work out and not look at your nutrition, your work that, you know, where your work life, your home life, your intimacy, your friendship, they need to see the importance of an integrated human woman being because if that's what I see even in the coaching industry, it's like, okay, let me just focus on how much money you're going to make or maybe focus on your physical health. But the problem is that parts of us get devalued because we, our mentors are not trained to see with eyes of wholeness because the world isn't trained to see with eyes of wholeness. We're valued by achievements in our body. That's what it is for women, right? How much money can you make? How perfect is your body? What you look? But that's not the only part of who we are. So finding a mentor who can see with eyes of wholeness is really important. So that was the first part of your question on a few follow up, and then I can talk about the comparison and the uh, and and the um, yeah. routine. 
No, for sure. This is, that's so good. I love that you put it that way because it's so true. It has to be in fullness. And I guess that's probably another question I'll have in this conversation is that balance because I'm sure with you, I mean, you're Octomom, like multimillionaire businesswoman. I mean, that's just amazing. And, and you do it with such grace or just from the outside looking in. So I would love for you to enter into that second question of what you did when you yeah. know that comparison. So to me, I don't give myself excuses, Danielle. I train myself every day. Like I truly believe that it doesn't matter if I've made a hundred million dollars if my home life is a mess. My children that when I come home, my children are all over the place and they're they're not disciplined and my marriage is falling apart. I won't taste the achievement that comes with achieving that because parts of my life have not actually been um, valued. So what am I saying? If we're not seeing and designing every part of our life, it has a cap, right? Let's just say you, you want to be able to write a book, but you're not taking care of your mental health. Eventually, you're going to be too stressed. You can't write your second book. So the idea here is to actually constantly redesign ourselves. So going back to, you know, the, the sort of initial design with Elena, Elena was my mentor, is that I have to look at my day and plan it ahead. And the more simple my day looks like as a woman, the more consistent I actually can. So what that looked like for me is that I look at my, in the woman's school, you have the wheel. I have to look at what are the, mo- what are the non-negotiables in my life? Is it exercising? It, you know, is it praying? Is it spending time with my children? Is it making sure? And I have to really take responsibility for designing what my routine looks like. The problem is that most of us are, don't know what to put in there, you know? And so we have to learn, you know, I can tell you, okay, you need to design your routine, but what are the things that actually make you feel alive? Unless you know that, it's hard for you to design a life that makes you feel alive. So I think that's the first part is that we have to take accounting for every part of our life. Like for myself right now, I, you know, just totally giving an example is that I wrote a book and I had a month to write it. That was literally all I had. I took, got the manuscript and and literally it was like, wow. I, I, I have to redo it pretty much. That's what it is. Oh, wow. So I had designed my month last month so that I knew when I was spending time with each child. I knew when date night was, which date night is sacred. I plan my month. I plan my week. It's so intentional. And then this week I had to recalibrate everything. I had to be like, let me get over, you know, let me get the routine and shift it because now I have to spend, I have seven days to basically write it. What am I saying? We have to like, kind of like that boss of our life. We're like, okay, I'm a woman of solution. I'm a woman of action. What needs to be recalibrated? We cannot give up. We can't be defeated. And that's a mindset. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. So that I think if your listeners are here, I want to be, you know, empower you, but I want to equip you with skills. Because the narrative right now with women is that we're, we want to be empowered, but empowerment with equipment, we need skills. Because I want to tell you, listen, you can do whatever you want, but if you don't have boundaries as a skill, if you don't know how to say no, because you don't have a script, you don't know how to manage your time, your routine, your mind, all the empowerment has a cap. It's exciting, but then you're like, oh, what do I do with my life? Yeah, You know, how do I get rid of this toxic relationship? How do I go talk to my boss? So that's the part. And so the second thing that, I, that you know, one of my first homework to get rid of comparison and what she did, honestly, it was, it was beautiful and it was brilliant. And I didn't realize the gift it was for me. She asked me, who are the women that you felt threatened? And so I wrote down a list of all the women that you know, at that point I was like, ah, I felt insecure and I wrote a list and I studied them for the next six months. She made me study them. She made me emulate the good that I saw in them. She made me pray for them. She made me actually learn from them and it changed and revolutionized 
the way I saw women now were a source of wisdom, not a source of defeat. And that became a thread in which I live my life. And so every woman that I feel like, even, you know, when you have a second, you're like, oh my gosh, she has it. She, she doesn't. What did she do? What can I harvest from it? And what that is changes your relationships. Now you don't have to worry about comparing. And I think the heart of it, the heart of why women compare two things. Number one, they don't know their unconditional worth. You know, we live in a world where I'm only good enough as my body, as what I can produce. And so we have to really, from a very neurological level, understand that our worth is unconditional. Nothing changes it. Nothing. Not 50 pounds, not 10 pounds, not my boss thinks of me, nobody's opinion, but that needs to be a rewired mindset. It's a belief. Number two, we're not dreaming. When we're not dreaming, it means that we're not moving into the next elevated version of ourself. And so what happens is that we're stagnant. Dreaming is a skill set and I don't, it's not being taught. That's why we teach dreaming as a skill. And so what happens, Danielle, is that we're all looking around what else is doing. Why? Because we don't have a vision of where we are going to be a month, six months, a year. And so we then look around and wonder where everyone else is going. A dream is so critical. And the problem is that we need to teach dreaming as a skill set, not just simply telling women to dream, but not how to dream. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I've never heard that comparison before. I mean, it's really like stripping yourself naked, stripping yourself naked and being so honest with yourself, but turning it into something so beautiful. I mean, I've never heard anybody doing that before. That's so good. Wow. Like I'm- Work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. And I'm so in awe of what your your school does or what you're doing for women. Were these, I'm so curious, were these skills that you that you've implemented in your school, have they like I'm sure they've evolved in different things like that, but how did you come up with that foundation of what skills to teach women? Gosh, um, I would say 20 years. You know, I take huge concept and I create a formula around it. So that it's something that we can replicate over and over again. Let's just say confidence. So I give them a confidence formula is competence plus consistency. So you take anything that you want to be confident in, let's just say speaking, you take that and you apply it. So I take things up. That's probably what I love to do. That's why I see myself as a teacher. You know, I teach let me just say managing overwhelm. So I take them, what is managing overwhelm? What is that? They need to understand the why, the how, and they need to understand then how to basically counter Like for example, decision-making skill, which is one of our foundational skills. Not all decisions are equal. We make 35,000 decisions a day. And if we don't know how to manage the different decisions, we are going to be tired by nine o'clock in the morning. Wow. So we need to understand our mind, our body, and reserve the most important decisions of our life. So there's three types of decisions. You know, there's our pivotal impact decisions. These are big life decisions, right? Kind of like what school I go to, who I marry. They require a process. I teach them a process. High impact decisions are decisions that have high consequence. Maybe do I need to talk to a friend who has hurt me? Do I need to, I don't know, maybe talk to my boss? Do I start a podcast? Things like that. But low impact decisions are things that we can automate. You know, if you think about sometimes I'm successful people, they wear the same shirt or they simplify their life because they automate decisions. And that's probably what I do is as much as I can automate my life, you know, that's what I do. So I can reserve some of the most important things, important decisions and my energy, my mental energy and things that are really important, like writing a book. <laughs> yeah. So, but my point in saying this is that where do you learn to go do that, Danielle? 
Women are robbed today. Can you imagine making the most important decisions of your life without decision-making skills? It's highway robbery. We don't learn it in school. We don't learn dreaming in school. We talk about boundaries. We over-talk about boundaries. We don't know how, actually what bound, you know, how to communicate boundaries because boundaries is first and foremost our line, but also our script. You know, because a woman, I, I mean, I've, I've worked with thousands of women and they, I'm like, Junior, I've read every boundary book. I'm like, great, what's your script? So what we teach in the women's school, in all our schools, is that we have a script, which is a proactive approach so that we're not caught off guard, right? So let's just say, what do you say to yourself when you start to self-loathe? What do you say to yourself when you start to doubt yourself? You want to have an automatic knee-jerk reaction of scripting. Why? Because it actually neurologically wires in your brain. So for me, an example, my daughter, who's was, I think, eight at that point or nine, and we were talking about managing other people's opinion of us as a skill set. And so her script that you know, we work through is your opinion of me is not my opinion of me. You know, at eight years old, she was able to use that over and over again when there was drama in school. And I, you know, she was going through and she's 11 now. And I'm like, so what happens when somebody, you know, criticizes you? I'm like, it's really not a big deal, mom, because her opinion of me is not my opinion of me. I'm like, I teach thousands of women this. And I didn't learn this. So I was like, you know, but, but because she learned earlier, do you see what I mean? She, so the things that we don't know, we suffer for, yes. not because it's our fault, but because nobody showed us how, and we blame and shame ourselves. And I see it with women. And the hardest thing for me to see is that we spend our life with no life within us, mm. and not because it's our fault, but because nobody is showing us how. And that's my mission, is if we gave women the how, then they can redesign a beautiful and meaning life that makes them feel alive. The only reason we go for the lowest version of ourselves is we don't have a path for that highest version of ourselves. And number two, we don't have a community that creates the infrastructure for us to say, keep going. I'm doing it right alongside you. I'm dreaming too. You know, our friendships have become so watered down that we can spend somebody with three hours and feeling like, blah. And that's really the, de the description. It's like, I feel empty. I feel like our conversation was meaningless, but the problem is women have no language for it. It's not like, I feel so yucky, but I don't know. Oh, it's actually because my conversation was meaningless. Yeah. But if we taught women how to have conversation as a skill set, how to ask questions, understand that 7% is words, 38% tonality, 55% body language, can we change women's capacity for fulfillment? And I would dare say yes. Yeah, so we good. can change a little friendship. We know that we don't have a lot of time in the world. We don't have hours. So we would know how to say in three minutes, how we, can we build deep connection? How can we go deep? How can we make somebody feel valuable in a short amount of time? These are skills. It's not like we're born with it. Mm -mm. But if we learn it, the quality of our life changes. And that's the goal and the vision here in the woman's school is that we train women with a mindset and a skill set so they can actually create a life that is fulfilling, meaning fully alive. Yeah. Nobody wants a life where we're all, you know, constantly tired and exhausted and devalued. No, we just need to be shown how. It's so good. That's so good because a lot of times we're we're taught what not to do through the things that we're seeing and it's and it's generational and we don't have an example. And so I think what you're doing is so beautiful. We need to know these things. What gave you personally that confidence and perseverance and determination to start your business? Was there any fear there? Because I know there's some women listening. Maybe they're afraid to quit their job and to start something new, or they're afraid in, they're in this maybe transitional point in their life. Like what gave you those skills to, to start your business and to 
keep going through the challenges? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I will tell you the fears are real. When we started our business, <clears throat> my husband, I had sort of been dabbling in it without any sort of luck. I'd been studying marketing, I'd been studying everything. And he basically, we both decided and said, listen, we can either, you know, quit our job, right? And quit his job, or I can keep going to things that I don't want to do. And he said, it's time for me to do my life's work. And so we literally had no income that was coming in. We sold, he sold his business, which was a very, you know, it, it was a very lucrative business, but we had six kids at that point. I mean, the risks were high, yeah. you know, yeah. and we didn't have an income coming for a year and a half because that's what we built an income. So I'll tell you the fears were real. It was so real, but what gave me fuel is that I was a student. What I mean by that was that I just kept studying, Danielle. I just believed in my own self-image. This is why self-image is such a powerful training. The image that you hold of yourself determines the decisions that you make of your life. If you see yourself as a quitter, you're going to quit. If you see yourself as somebody who never gives up, you will not give up. If you see somebody who, if you see yourself as somebody who's um, resourceful, you will find the way. And that's why it's so important. So what held me together there was the image I was holding for myself. I just kept redesigning somebody who never quit, somebody who was serving, somebody who was intentional, somebody who never gave up. So that's sort of number one, but I studied things. I would find a mentor, even though we had no money, we invested in mentorship so that I could learn how to build the infrastructure that we wanted to build. So I think the fear is so real in a sense that what if it doesn't work? What I tell women is that if you're willing to train, it's going to work. It's not going to be overnight. You know, I did it for 10 years without selling pretty much anything. I, I remember I, I, you know, I did my first online class and I had worked literally, I mean, a hundred hours on it and sold none. I was pregnant. I was nauseous. I was filming. I didn't know how to film. It was comical, but wow. you know. It took me a long time. I didn't know how to do the things I did, but I think it's important to be surrounded with women who don't give up. Mm. It's important to be it's important to be a student. It's important to be find a mentor, and it's important to change the image that we hold of ourselves as somebody who's saying, "I'm resourceful. I'll find a way." I'm that kind of woman. I'm that kind of woman who, who takes action, who's not afraid to fail. I mean, I think that's the other thing too, Danielle, is that failure is something that we have come to fear. And I think there's been a lot of, I would say, a lot of trend, even in the last five years, I see that failure is being taught in a way that women are learning to harvest from it. But I think women don't know how to manage it themselves. Like what happens when they fail, they don't know how to talk to themselves because they don't have a script. So even though they know that failure is good and they can learn from it, they don't actually know how to manage their mind around it. So we need training in how to manage failure. And instead of fear in, in the women's school, we have this thing in our skills school training. What we do with fear is that we face it, we feel it, and we form it. So that's our training. So you face it, your fear, you, you don't run away. What am I afraid of? You identify, I'm so afraid of starting this business. I'm so afraid of this relationship. I'm so afraid of what people think of me. You face it and you feel it. You you literally let it hurt. You let the discomfort of like, I'm so afraid and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And then you form your mindset around it. You change your perception and say, I'm not a quitter. I want to find a way. And so what I just gave you is a sample of managing fear instead of like, go for your fears. You can do it. But how do you do it? Mm -hmm. And is that it probably is what defines our school. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, there's totally a difference between like, I get that that is good for me, just like we get that going to the gym is good for us. We get that eating healthy is good for us. But why don't we do it? There's something else underlying. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that formula. That's so good. And the uh, tidbits of what you're saying is it does sound like it's part of, you know, recreating your self image. And, you know, when you coach or train somebody that has a low self image, is it different things like that, that you're talking them through? It's these scripts that helps them transform their self-image or do you have some other you know tips that you would tell somebody too yeah so the first thing that i want to introduce women is this part of our brain called a reticular activator system it's called the ras it's a part of our brain right under and in the back part of our brain and what it is it's a filtering mechanism meaning that whatever we focus on it expands so for example you're looking for a white Honda Civic or whatever car, all of a sudden you start seeing all the cars, right? Or you're seeing like a pink dress and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that pink dress. I start to see it. So what we want to do is understand how our brains work. So that reticular activated system. So when we design a self-image, we want to be able to see, I want a woman who's peaceful. You put that in your mind and you design her. And then you start to see all the many ways that you can be that woman using the reticular activator. So that's the first thing is that giving women an understanding of how their brain, beautiful brain works, can be used for our advantage. The second thing for women is that when you design your self-image, you have to understand your unconditional worth. And what I teach women is that I give them evidence for the ir- for their unique value. We have trillions of cells, 100 billion neurons in our brain. Nobody will ever be you, past, present, or future. What your combination of your DNA, your time and history, your unique experience can never be replicated. So I give them an understanding that becomes the fuel for them when they do a scripting. My worth is unconditional. What I offer the world is irreplaceable. You literally wire that into your brain. Remember when you were first learning typing? I don't know if you ever learned typing and you're like, where's A? Where's B? Now you can write a whole entire paper and you don't even know where A and B is, right? Like if I close my eyes, I'm like, where's K? I actually don't know. But if I put my hands... I know where K is. Yeah. Why? Because of repetition. You've literally, there's a neurological wiring in our brain and it's the same thing. When we design a self-image, we repeat and that's what the script is. My worth is unconditional. Other people's opinion of me is not my opinion of me. You have these scripts that are running and it becomes now your new norm. So, so that's what third part is that you have to build skill set. Because if, you know, for example, you want to design a woman that's peaceful. What are the skills that are necessary so you can sustain your peace? Because I could tell you all day, okay, I'm peaceful. You know, nothing bothers me and, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not rattled. But if I don't know how to build boundaries, if I don't know how to develop a routine, if I don't know how to say no, I can't sustain the woman I want to become. Yeah. Because I don't have the skill. And that's why it's empowering one and equipping them with skills so that they can actually TEDx their transformation into a beautiful life of wholeness. And so I tell women, if you're willing to train up for it, you can have it all. You can have it all. And all needs to be defined individually. You know, your all doesn't look like my all, right? But I tell women, our life is uniquely designed and it has to come from what we want. You look at your whole entire life and you say, this is what kind of friendship that I want. This is the kind of life that I want, but it's different for every woman, but it's different for every season. Like what you want maybe as a single woman is different than what you want as maybe a married woman or engaged woman or dating woman or empty nester. That's why we can't compete and compare. We have to design it with every season of our life. And I think that's what makes it so beautiful and dynamic is that Every season is uniquely designed. You can be someone new whenever you want. Yes, you can be someone. Yes, and but 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 even though it looks different, it feels 
the same for every woman. And that is fulfillment because that's what we deeply want. And so regardless of how you want your life to look like, our universal desire is to live a life of fulfillment. It's etched in our heart. So maybe somebody wants to design a life where they're like, I just want to be so famous, right? That's good. Whatever for, but if you want to be famous because you want it for yourself and not actually so that it can bring value to the world, it won't fulfill you. The motivation matters because ultimately we all want a life that makes us feel alive. And I think we all deserve that. We were made for it, Danielle. Yes. You were made to feel alive. And what that looks like, it doesn't mean that you don't have hardship. It's that you're able to see your hardship even as a source of life. You can harvest wisdom from it. Yeah. And that is what we need to train women is that we need more life in women's lives. Yeah. And that's what it means to be fully alive. And that's what I get to do, which is so exciting. (laughs) So amazing. I love it. And I can tell you're so passionate about it and you're good at it. (laughs) I know you have to go. Do you have time for one more question or? Yes, yep, I do. I do. Okay. So this is a personal question because it's so interesting to hear like, okay, with you and the mindset that you've built and the skills that you have and all the training, what challenges or challenge may you be going through right now? And how do you coach yourself or train yourself to get through that challenge? That's a great question. To me, it's taking it's taking the business to heights that I didn't necessarily want for myself, but I know it's what we need if we're going to rebuild culture. So my challenge is that I have to grow business skills, leadership skills. And to be honest with you, I want I wanted a simple life, Daniel. I wanted to. <laughs> I did. I sincerely, it's like my deepest sort of desire. I'm like, I want a house by the water. It's quiet. I want to write books. I just want the core love. I'm like an introvert. And so a public life is challenging for me having to build a business, having to figure out how to get this out there. But you know, I would, I, I will do it because I know that it it's what's important. So my challenge is that we have to keep expanding. I have to go out there and speak, which is not always my favorite, you know, yeah. because yeah. I want the simple life. And it's probably selfish to be honest, you know, because I I have such a great marriage. My husband is, is so crazy for me. We literally are in love after 16 years of marriage. And my home life is beautiful. It's peaceful. It's not chaotic. My kids are great. So it's my comfort zone. So I love what I get to do. Building a business is the work that actually crucifies me at times, teaches me. It, it's become such my growth, which I need. And But I will, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get the message out. I just need to overcome <laughs> my comfort life. <laughs> so yeah. um, business, yeah. is, business requires a lot of strategy and a lot of resilience. And there's so many decisions and there's so many things, you know, to take yourself to the next level. How can we reach a million women in the next year or two? What does that look like? You know, what, there's just a lot of things that is a constant growth. So that would probably be the challenge for me is learning the skills to get to the next level when my my heart resisted in some degree. Yeah, I think everybody can relate to that too. And you're just a great example of, okay, this is, I know there's a higher purpose. There's a reason why I'm in this, in this lane of business. There's a reason why I'm here. It's not to 
just live for myself. It's so I can make an impact and empower other women because your impact has a domino effect on all the women out there. And it's just so beautiful. So I'm so grateful for our conversation, January. Now, where can the listeners find you if they want to hear more about the woman's school or just find you? Where would be the best place for them to find you? Well, I just want to honor your joy and your presence, honestly. Like, I think that, I think when a woman understands the importance of every human person, you can feel it. And I think that's what you've given me. Is that even though we're having some tech stuff? Yeah. <laughs> the humility in your heart, Danielle, I just want to let you know that I, I honor that. It's it's so attractive. It's so attractive. So I want to honor that. It makes it such a seamless conversation. You're in here and you're just a student and it's so beautiful to witness. And I just want your listeners to know that, that, you know, what that's what you give them without even probably them identifying is that level of humility that you offer them. So I want to honor that. And it's a skill we teach in the woman's school. And I'll tell you, it is not an easy skill to learn <laughs> because it requires you to do a lot of interior work you know, to have almost a radiance in the presence. I want to honor you. So thank you for that. Um, I am, um, you can find me in the womanschool.com and you can, um, if you're interested in learning more about what we teach in the women's school, you can contact us through the website, uh, take our wholeness quiz to see where you are in the different parts of your arena. That's what we call um, the wholeness arena and then set you up with a mentor. That's what we have. And if you're interested in building a business as a mentor, we have that option for you. That's, you know, I had a mentor who did it for free. I mentored women for 15 years for free. And so I teach women to make, build a business and how to be a mentor so that we can actually do it sustainably. So if there's anybody who's interested in, in teaching women how to design a life that's whole and mentor women, I think I truly believe that we are to be a mentor and we are to, to, to be mentored for the rest of our life. And I think that's how we change our culture moving forward because we don't have the infrastructure that we used to have with our mom, maybe near us or dad or uncles. So we have to recreate that infrastructure where somebody is guiding us in this every season of our life. So that's where you can find me in Instagram, JanuaryDonovan.com. I'm like the opposite of social media, but I'm doing it. I'm showing up. I'm like, so I have a book coming up called Redefining Success for Women. It's coming out in January and it's making making success available for all women. And that's what the book is. So you have that coming. And so I'll be speaking actually with Ed Milet and John Maxwell in January. So I'll have that. Those are all exciting things. Ed Milet is somebody who I honor as well. And so I'm just congratulations with that. I know it's an honor and I... <laughs> I, I speak a lot. I don't like to speak. I just know it's like, so anyways, I, you know, I'll be there. I'm really, it's such an honor. Truly. He's one of my heroes. So I'm really grateful. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways, so feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories, and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.